Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves narrowing down his favorites. It's Frank. How are you today? I am doing most excellent i love this this is not favorites all right let's let this is not favorites it kind of is it's all right well we'll 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 we'll, we'll discuss we'll discuss there's there's an argument to be made i suppose but uh it's not it's not this is not my that's not how i played it um how are you doing (laughs) don't make me pick favorites tim don't make me favorites i mean you i mean it's kind of favorites but you know what i won't i uh, you can call it whatever it is that you want to call it thank you i appreciate that i appreciate whatever helps you whatever helps you sleep at night thank you is is fine by me thanks um Frank, what are you what are you drinking today, though? I am drinking a another uh, last week. I had a Sam Adams. I'm having another Sam Adams, but this time it is the Sam Adams Brick Red. Something Ooh, I've, I I have like the Brick Red. I've not in a seen can, in a can, no right? I haven't seen it outside of. I've only seen it on tap. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've seen it in a bottle or a can. Yeah, Maybe it was. Ever. It was a. It's a. Ta- it was a tap only. You you could only get it in the city. I was yes. So that that was my impression as well. But I I got it in New Hampshire. Uh, at a at a convenience store, uh. So I'm I'm a happy camper. This is my last one. I was saving it so we could talk about it. I know you like this beer too. Uh, we we have enjoyed it at the Green Dragon Tavern in uh in downtown yeah, we Boston. Did. I was actually just thinking about that place not too not too long ago. Great place, great place that mm-hmm. I always want to call the Green Lantern, but it's not. Nope, it's it the, the green, green Green Dragon. Green Dragon, Frank wearing a Green Lantern T-shirt. I am, in fact. Speak. I am, in fact. Yes, I'm wearing a Spider-Man T-shirt. You are. Look at you. Do you think that? Do you think that we are nerdy? <laughs> I do, you know, <laughs> the show was called Beer with Geeks. Yeah, right. There it is. Right. There it is. So Speaking small, of that, we're, difference. We're the geeks. That's my beer. What's your beer? My beer is from the Tenth District Brewing Company. Um, and it actually has no name. It's just called Ghosts, and it is it is a ghost. Nice. Um, but they but they um they don't really name their beers. They just tell you what type of beer it is, which I, I kind of like. I kind of respect that. I like that. Yeah, because they only have one type of every kind. Gotcha. So if you say like I'll have the Imperial Saison, that's the only that's one it. that they have. You want the New England IPA? That's the only one they have. The India IPA, India Pale Ale, like it's all. Which I, I think that's cool. I really like. I I like that very much. Um, and so this is 
it's got some coriander, it's got some sea salt, lemon, and orange peel. Um, but what I like about it most, it's aged with some organic cranberries. Ooh. Um, and the cranberries, of course, are um, for those of you who are not living in Massachusetts, New England, cranberries in Massachusetts go hand in hand, like uh, like King ocean spray Kong. and cranberries. Right, exactly. I was going to say like King Kong and airplanes, but that's actually not a great comparison. <laughs> like, like politicians like and, and and corruption. Right, like green and lanterns. Mm. Right, yeah, exactly. So, but anyway, uh, ghosts can be a, a goose. A ghost can be hit or miss for me, but this is definitely a hit. I I really like this one. Nice. So, Tenth District Brewing Company, pretty new actually. They have not been around for a long time. Actually, I have a former student that works there, and he had been trying to get me to go for like a year and it was COVID and all this stuff. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to places, blah, 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 all this stuff. Turns out our, our end of the year party was there. Ah! <laughs> and so, so I went anyway and it was great. Cool spot. Um, I, uh, very much enjoyed it. So but anyway, that's what I, that's what I'm drinking. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. So this is what we were disputing earlier. Um, is this a game of favorites or not? I don't know. I had seen a tweet, uh, you know, asking what are five movies you've seen five or more times? And I thought, ooh, that's an interesting discussion. Tim has Tim has great opinions on movies. I would love to hear what his movies are that he's seen five or more times. Um, so I have chosen five films that I have seen five or more times, some of them many more than five times. Um, and uh, the only real rule we've established up front here is Star Wars is not on the list. Star Wars is a given. We've both seen every Star Wars movie 500 times. So that mm-hmm. that is a that is the free space on the bingo card. We both get that one. But aside from that, do you have any other things that we should, any other considerations that we should throw out there? I am also not allowed to use the Lord of the Rings or sure. I, I'm going to say all superhero movies because like, I think we it's well established that like I've definitely seen the Burton Batman movies or Christopher Reeve Superman or whatever more than five times. Those two movies came to my mind as well as as ones that yep. I wasn't going to include. So that's that's fine. Yep. Those are not so on my that, list. Either. So so I'm just kind of for me I'm taking a lot of superhero movies off the table. Okay, actually for I I have my list. I have no superhero movies on here because I think. I have seen a good chunk so many times and it, sure. that's pretty well established and we talk about them pretty pretty often and I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about some movies that we don't get to talk about. Sure. Um so um so that's where my that's where my mind went here. Okay. And so yeah, those are those be the rules. Um I do want to guess one of your five movies. Go for just it. Just to see if how well I know you and it's going to be a weird one. Okay. Because the the one I had in my head is not weird, and it's probably on your list, or it's definitely one you've seen more than five times. But I'm going weird, and I'm going Yellow Submarine. <laughs> I have seen it more. Okay, okay. Uh, ooh, do I? I'm I'm gonna give that one to you. Um, in a because in a sense, yes, you you nailed that. So yes, I've definitely seen that many more than five times. Um, on my, one of the items on my list was the Beatles movie Help. And oh, in, yeah, and I in, almost said help. And in parentheses, I wrote help, parentheses, and all the Beatles films. So Yellow Submarine being part of and all the Beatles films, y- yeah, you kind of got that one. 
You, you kind of, yeah. yeah, that's good. Good. Nice work. Yeah. Nice work. Yes. The Beatles movies, I've definitely seen all of them many more than five times. Uh, yes. Love them. Question question about a Beatles movie. Is is help the one where their beds are in the floor mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. like, what are you doing on the floor? I'm tired. I'm tired. Like, yes, that's the one. That's my favorite movie moment out of any Beatles any like media ever like apart from the actual music my favorite bit is them tripping over their own beds they're like what you doing on the floor tired Tired. yes that is from help it is good yes classic classic stuff yes i actually wanted to you know last year my sister and i did an episode on this podcast about a hard day's night which is one Mm -hmm. of the other beatles movies the first one they did and uh i would like to go back and do and do help at some point because that is uh that is a very fun movie. And and uh, our friend, my friend Rhiannon and I did an episode on Yellow Submarine a couple of years ago. So, yes. um, yeah, yeah, that would be that would be super, super fun to do, do more of the Beatles movies. But alas, uh, yeah, so help, you nailed that one. So that's that's my first one down. I'm going to take a guess about. Wait, 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 before we don't don't move across it. Like, why have you gone back to it so often? Like, I, don't don't move away. I've from gone it. back. I've gone back to well, all the Beatles films just because I'm such a big fan of theirs. But um, Help in particular stands out. Help is the one I chose to name because I think it is the one that has the it is the maybe the best comedy film. Like they're they are they mm. they did a number of films. Um, you know, a hard day's night was was a comedy film. I thought it's it's funny, but I think Help is much more absurdist, and um and and f- I think funnier. It, it's more to my my sense of humor. Um, some certain parts of it haven't aged particularly well, but I still think it's funny. Um, when you look at it as a product of its time, and then the movies that came after it went a little bit in a different direction. You know, Magical Mystery Tour is this bizarre you know, drug fueled, weird Mm-mm. movie that is, you kind of, you're not going to appreciate it unless you're a fan. And even then you're probably going to be like, what exactly is going on here? People back then didn't like it. Um, it's just a very absurd off the wall, completely uh, absurdist is not even the right word. It's just mad. It's just a mad, mad, madcap story. Um, mm. And then Yellow Submarine is more of a kid's movie. So, so help is the one that I think is sort of, if you were just going to watch one, that's the one I would tell someone to watch. And it's the one that I, I don't even know if it's the one I've seen the most, but it's the one that I chose to, to name because I feel like it's the most sort of the, the best one as like, if you're just going to watch one of these, watch this one. I like that. That's that's solid. I watched it for the first time with you mm-hmm. and and Andrew and maybe Allison. Maybe I don't remember. If she, yeah, yeah, I, I can't I even remember, remember anymore. No, me, that was so long ago. But I, that my first viewing experience of it was with you. Yeah. But, okay, so you pick one for me. I I, I mean, this is not a superhero movie, but it's it's definitely one that we've talked about, so I don't know if you're going to mention it or not, but I just I feel like is is Jurassic Park on this list. Jurassic Park is on this list. All right. I actually wasn't even sure if I was going to mention it or not, um, but because um, it felt like another, it felt like a gimme. Yep. Um, yep. Where I was like, obviously, Tim has seen Jurassic Park more yes. times than any human alive. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it is on my list. I've seen it, I don't even know how many times now at yeah. this point in my life. I probably watch it once or twice a year mm-hmm. and i've probably been watching it once or twice a year since it came out in 1993 mm-hmm. so you know someone do the math on that for me that's a lot it's a lot of years you know it's going on its 28th year i think yes um yeah it just was released 28 years ago on memorial day weekend so that's so, like at least 60 times like 50 60 times yeah 
I've seen it a lot, and it, it I love it every time. There's this is dumb, but I'm a big sound design mm. guy. Oh, Jurassic Park uh, is fantastic for that. Yeah, it is. I just love a good sound, like so, like like even something mundane, not even just like the dinosaurs themselves, but something like how does that tree sound against against the car, or how are you like using lightning, or or how do you going to make thunder sound, or somebody breathing, or hissing, or typing on the computer, like stuff like that like really excites me about a film because I'm a huge nerd. Yeah. And um and Jurassic Park has excellent sound design. It is not just the dinosaurs. It's how every sound means something. Um and I, I just I I like a good playing God story. Frankenstein's one of my favorite novels and what is what is um Jurassic Park if not Frankenstein with dinosaurs, which is in my opinion just makes it even better. That sounds like Tim's like dream come true, Frankenstein with dinosaurs. Exactly. And I've seen the other ones quite a bit as well, but I don't return to them in the same fashion because those, a lot of the other movie, Jurassic Park or Jurassic World franchise films are about the dinosaurs. Yes. But that, but Jurassic Park really isn't about the dinosaurs. It's about genetics and the park and be what does it mean to be a father and like responsibility and like all this other good like good quality stuff that makes me come back for more that the you know the um they kind of drop a lot of that in other Jurassic Park films. I mean some of it's there. I mean there is stuff about like fatherhood in the first all first three movies and then the and then about like what does it mean to be a family in in Jurassic World and blah 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 like that stuff's there it's just not really it just all feels like they're copying what had come in Jurassic Park yeah and and you just can't get quality you just don't get quality that's like right. that that's right yeah it, yeah yeah okay so um I'm gonna guess my second one for you just in case if it's on there okay um it's because I I went with the Beatles but I'm gonna go with the one that I originally thought of and that is Back to the Future. Ooh, that is a very good guess, and I have seen that more than five times, but it is not on the list. Nice, not nice, list. dude. But, but you know nice. what? You know what? Um, there is one that's on the list that you know, similar to you at Jurassic Park. Sort of, it feels a little bit like a cheat, but I, I put it on there anyway. Um, and that is Star Trek, two thousand nine Star Trek. Oh yes, I would. Have, if you've seen Jurassic Park, you know you think. Would you say at least 50 times is fair to say for Jurassic Park for you? Oh, yeah, easily. At least 50? Easily. I think I've seen this movie at least 50 times, and it's only been out for 12 years. Wow. <laughs> I watched it a lot the first couple of years after. I saw it like four or five times in theaters, and then just like once it hit DVD, I, I saw it. A, I watched it a bunch, like every few months on DVD. And then when it came out on, you know, then when I got a Blu-ray player a few years after that, I was like, well, now I got to see what this looks like on Blu-ray. Um, I love this movie. Love, love, love it. It's not, it's not like, you know, it used to be in my top three movies of all time, probably when it, when it first came out, it's probably not there anymore, but it's certainly like, it's very near and dear to my heart. And it's one that I like mm -hmm. absolutely will name as one of my favorite movies. One I've seen a th you know, at least, uh, yeah, 50 or 60 times probably, um, over the last 12 years, <laughs> a, lot, on, a lot, a lot good on you like i love that first movie i don't think i don't think any star trek movie for me compares to that to that star and that includes con or you know whales or anything yeah. like that there's something 
really special about that 2009 film. It's up there with Khan for me, for sure. I mean, I feel like I'm there's sort of a... Uh, sort of like with Empire Strikes Back, is you're like, well, we all have to agree that's the best Star Wars movie, and like we 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 almost like have to agree that that's the best Star Wars movie because it's just sort of the prevailing opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I sort of feel that way about Wrath of Khan too, where it's like, well, so everyone sort of agrees that that's like we all agree this is the best Star Trek movie, right? Wrath of Khan, right? Yeah, we all kind of we can sort of all agree, but like I, this one, it, you know, better and favorite are two different categories. We've talked about Correct. a lot, and mm-hmm. this 2009 Star Trek movie is more of a favorite for me than any other Star Trek movie. And I, I, in some ways I do think it's a better made film than, than some of the others, maybe even con that's, that's debatable to me. That, that one is, is, could be, could be debated. I could be convinced that, that one is better than the other. Con probably wins out as the best because it's the original cast and it's yep. hard to, it's hard to ditch original, like the originality. That's right. A factor. Um, but there, but that 2009 movie, man, Oh man, it's, I have seen that way more hmm. than five times too. Like a hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Not on my list, but I mean it could have it could have. We've been. probably seen it five times together, Tim. Pro- oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily. I think we saw it in theaters together. We saw at it in least theaters twice. We saw it in theaters together. Yeah. yeah. At, at least once that I can remember, maybe twice. Yeah. And then I know we've seen yeah. it a few times since then. So I would say, yeah, we've we've probably seen it five times together. Um, totally. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I have one more. I don't have guesses for all five of yours, but I, I do have one more guess I want to throw out there because I didn't say it the last round and that is Jaws. That's a great guess. If this was a top 10, it would be okay. on there. Okay. I um, didn't think like you'd put back to the future. Yeah. I didn't think yeah. you'd put two Spielbergs on there, but, but I just thought I had to throw it out there. No, it was a great guess. I, I honestly have gone for movies that we don't really get to talk yep. about okay. a lot. And because you guessed Jurassic Park and I was oscillating, like, should I talk about Jurassic Park? Like, it's obvious that it's on my list. But, like, you said it. It's there. And, like, so, yeah. So, I love Jaws, but that is not okay. um, that is not one. Um, I am going to go in an entirely different direction and mention The Birdcage. Ooh, I do know you love that movie. I love The Birdcage. Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, oh my, Gene Hackman, this, uh, Closer Flockhart, it's like uh, uh, Hank Azaria. It is easily, this is a lot of hyperbole, but maybe it's not, one of the best comedies of all time. It's very good. It is a very, it is a very, very good movie. Easily. Endlessly watchable, endlessly quotable, for the most part, kind of holds up. Like, you would think that movie about, like, you would think a movie about a gay couple and their son getting married to a very conservative white bread senator. And, like, you would think that that wouldn't age very well and that some of the way the humor or the rhetoric that's spoken about everybody but it still kind of works which is kind of sad in its own way Mm. um and so like that's the part that that's the that's kind of like it's not just a comedy it's a comedy with a really strong message but it's not about the message it's about the comedy right and you just get the message along with it and i i love it because robin williams is playing against type mm. you know he he went out for he went for nathan lane's part um and or they wanted to give him nathan lane's part i apologize i think they wanted to give him that part and he said no i want to play the like the straight guy to to um or to her like that Mm -hmm. that is that's way better like that's going to stretch my muscles way better so it's it's really fun to see like a bottled up robin williams because that does not happen very much but still with the comedic chops that's right yeah 
Yeah. Ah, yeah. that is a as a great movie. That's a great that is a great pick. Yes. Yes, I did yeah. know you love that movie. Yes. Yeah. You 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 are the only person I know who, who like references that movie fairly regularly. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's at the top of the list. It's it's one, I think it's a movie that it definitely is a movie that my wife and I bonded over early in our relationship nice. because I think it was like way way early into our like our our dating, our courtship if you will. Um, we had both mentioned that movie like we were going through favorite movies and like Birdcage came up mm. and that was pretty much it. That was the, <laughs> that <laughs> was like, it has not, yeah, it has never gone away since then. Nice. Um, actually, we have friends that named their Roomba Agador Spartacus. So like, they're like, Agador Spartacus, could you vacuum the living room or whatever? And the little Roomba comes out and it's, it's so good. <laughs> if you have not, if you have not seen the Birdcage, do yourself a favor oh and gosh. watch the Birdcage. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so funny though. Um, okay. My next pick, uh, I'm going to go in a, in a completely different direction. Uh, I'm going to go with 2012's pitch perfect. What? Yeah. Whoa. I love pitch Whoa. perfect. I do. I do. Uh, I mean, we talk about musicals on here, right? And it's, it's a musical. Of course. Of sorts. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yes, pitch perfect. I have definitely, I've seen, this is one of those movies that I haven't seen many more than five. Maybe I've seen it between five and seven times. It's not like okay. 50 times like Star Trek. But um, I've seen it a number of times. When it first came out, a good friend of mine, a good work friend of mine, and I like bonded over it. And and so we watched it a bunch and we were, we had inside jokes about it and all, all that all that stuff. Um, and then they made two sequels. And, and I think for, certainly for one of them, maybe for both of them, my wife took me to see each of the sequels f on my birthday. That was my, that was what I wanted to do for my birthday. I was like, let's go get dinner and go see the new pitch perfect movie. <laughs> I That's... really enjoy these movies. Uh, like somewhere between ironically and unironically, I find them very fun. Very, uh, uh, I find them heartwarming. I, I know they're not top caliber you know, Oscars level cinema. I'm, I have no illusions about that. I just enjoy them for what they are, which is like, they're silly, fun movies that have good acapella singing in them. And that's, that's, mm. that's really about it. That actually, I actually did bond over that with, with my wife when we started dating early on too, now that I think about it. Um, so, so yeah, pitch perfect. I'm going to go with the first pitch perfect. That's the one I've seen more than five times. The others what I've only seen much twice each, but a choice I didn't see coming, but good for you. Good on you. Yep. Pitch Perfect. Don't care for Pitch Perfect if I'm perfectly honest. That's okay. Um, That's okay. When it came out, that. I was running. When I came out, I was running an acapella group, and it is just like it has that movie musical thing where you're like, oh, obviously, we all learn the harmonies of this. Like, like yeah, this, uh, like, sure, and, sure. Like, that, I was just like, yeah. oh, that's that is not cheese. how that works it's at not. all. It's not. But that's the cheese factor that I sort of overlook and enjoy. You know, I almost choose to enjoy it in this movie where another movie, it might not be as enjoyable to me. But for I find it charming in this movie. It is very charming, yeah. though. It's, uh, yeah. it's fun. It, they're Love they're just fun and, and the music's fun to listen to. It's good. Um, I'm going... I'll also go in a different direction and uh, I'm going to say Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Midnight in Paris. Don't love Woody Allen. May he burn in hell. Mm. Um, um, but um, so I'm a, if it's already made, I'm a very much a separate art from artist um, person, um, especially, especially stuff that's is, long in the past. I think we can both agree. Yeah, 20, 2011 oh, it came out. Yeah. So, yeah. 
not who's passed 10 years ago whatever yeah i guess i thought it was longer Um, but yeah it's not terribly long for those of you don't know the film it's about a guy who is uh in paris with his fiance owen wilson and rachel mcadams and uh he gets in a taxi like an old school 1920s taxi at midnight while he's walking around Paris by himself. And he somehow is transported back to the 1920s. And he is like, he's a screenwriter trying to be a novelist and he's writing a book about nostalgia. And his whole thing is I like living in the best time and living in the past and what it's like there and be to be around your heroes like um, F Scott Fitzgerald and Gertrude Stein and Ernest Hemingway and Pablo Picasso. And all of these people are in the film and they're all pretty much the like versions of what Gil, um, you know, um, Owen Wilson like has in his mind that they would be like, like how you think Ernest Hemingway is and how you think F. Scott Fitzgerald is. He says old sport all the time mm. and, you know, played magically by Tom Hiddleston and, you know, like and like there's a lot to love in this movie because we do we, the nostalgia is huge. Right. That's the thing that like, like, oh, remember, like. Well, back then when we did a thing, remember, you know, translucent tech, how great was that? Ah, ah. Sure. Um, and so there's a, it's a really great little story about, it's a little great little story about what does it mean to live in your present and, and being present and all that kind of stuff. Plus, I love Paris and the film was shot so well and you just, the opening, the opening credits all right, there's about a three or four minute Sidney Bechet song and just different shots of Paris for three or four minutes. And then the opening credits start with the dialogue from the film. It's just great. And it's a comedy. So it's a I wouldn't call it a laugh riot. It's more of like a clean chuckle. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But um, but it's, uh, you know, Marion Coutelard and Kathy Bates and Corey Stahl. And there's just some really really solid acting and and work and craftsmanship in there and i just love it so much it's actually coming up on the it's the first episode of the next season of academy Rewind. oh nice oh i can't um, wait to hear that yeah so that's the um because we just recorded 1953 43 i don't even know what episode just released maybe 70 is something in the 73 70s. just got released yes a yeah. 70 godfather. but the godfather just got yep just got released and so 60s, 40s, 60s, 50s, 30s, uh, 40s, and there's no 30s episode. They skipped okay. uh, a year because everyone was in the depression. So, uh, yes. um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's actually coming up really soon. Um, and I'm excited because I don't have to watch it again. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, nice. Yeah. All right. You go. You okay. Have two left, right? Two left. Yes. Um, uh, my next one, Toy Story. Toy Story. I didn't even think about going animated movies. That's so good. Toy Story. Uh, an yes. absolute classic. Uh, uh, an instant classic for me. I saw it at just the right time. Mm-hmm. I was I was around Andy's age when this when this movie came out. Um, what is it, 94, 95? Uh, mm-hmm. 95, right? 95. Uh, so I was six years old. Yeah, and Andy's supposed to be six or seven. So I was, that's exactly. And it's the first movie that I saw, uh, well, sort of at a theater. I didn't really see it at a theater theater, but I say I saw it at a theater. It's the first one I saw it outside my house, uh, or not at a house, uh, but I saw it at a screening at my local public library on a big screen. Oh, okay. Public that library. counts. Yeah. Um, not at a theater. Not actually at a theater, but 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 I sort of think of it as my first theater movie. Um, 
Uh, and I've just, I mean, I've loved it ever since. I've seen this one many more than five times. But, um, and and uh, Toy Stories 2 and 3, I've seen... Toy Story 2, I've definitely seen more than five times. Three, maybe not quite five. And four, I only saw the once. But... Um, yep, that's how I also feel about Toy Story 4. Yeah, yeah. It was fine. It didn't, it wasn't necessary, but it was Hashtag and not enough buzz. Nah, yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, but plenty, but it was funny. It was a funny movie. It was fun to, to watch, but just didn't mm-hmm. have the same heart that the first three have. Um, and the first one is just, it. you know, it was magical for, for the concept as a six-year-old, but it was... It's obviously a huge technical achievement that that um, I frankly don't think we talk enough about. Um, how no, it's the first fully animated, uh, first fully three D animated um, yeah. film. Yeah, it's a huge technical achievement. Like you don't get anything uh, on the like level without of, Toy Story uh, on the level of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, where you don't get any fully, right. fully full you know feature length animated films without Snow White. You don't get any. any it, all of Pixar and DreamWorks and every you know Toy, and and, and Story, minions and everything none of that exists without, without yeah. Toy Story. Toy Story really should be uttered in the same breath as like Trip to the Moon, Snow <laughs> White, um, Star Wars, Gone, Jurassic, uh, yeah, Jurassic Park. Yeah, like these yeah. are the movies that literally changed like yes. Avatar as much as you like. Yes, hated, hated yes, whatever. no, no, like, but I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, these are the movies that literally changed how movies are made, like advancements in the field, not just like tiny advancements, Lord of the Rings. Like these are the movies that changed everything. Yes, huge leaps forward. Yeah, huge leap forward. And Toy Story should be is at the forefront of those changes. Some of the tech that they use to make Toy Story, we still use in making movies just with better computers. Yeah. Uh, yes, just like all the movies you just talked about, we still use those same methods, more updated versions of them. But we use that; those are they established things that we still do today. Yeah, absolutely. As, here, yeah. here. Cheers to that. What's your what you get? You what's your second to last pick? My second to last pick. Um, I got two here. I'm gonna go up. My second to last pick is the Patriot. Ooh, uh, yeah. Mel Gibson's Mel Gibson's The Patriot. Um. Which is a movie I've seen, I I think literally every year, um, uh, <laughs> every year since two thousand. Nice. I don't think there's a year that has gone by where I have not watched this movie. Um, it's a Roland Emmerich movie, um, which who I don't love. I think it's his best. Um, and it's just beautiful and epic and touching and super historically inaccurate, but I don't care. Um. And Heath Ledger in his in 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 greatness, and um, Jason Isaacs chewing up the scenery like there's no tomorrow, and Tom Wilkinson being awesome, and you know, like, like so the movie. If you if, if people who don't know it, it's a movie about the American Revolution. It's about this guy who's a farmer in South Carolina, and he's very anti-American revolution. He's like, no, we do not want to go to war. I fought in a war. It was terrible. I did terrible things I don't want to talk about. And his sons are very much like, oh, no, we really need to go to war. And so there's like this push-pull in the family and then stuff happens that really propels him to go to war and it's just wonderful. Like, it, I I love it so, so much. Um, because I think that the it, yes, it's epic, and yes, the story's there, and whatever else. But I or the um, visuals are there, whatever. But it's it, it's the story of the, a, a good father son story will always get me. Yeah, yeah, always. 
Yeah. And so, and I don't even have a son. Like, mm-hmm. and they get me, you know, like I apply that backwards to my own dad. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. You know? Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like a lot of, we both have good relationships with our dads. And I feel like, I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of folks feel that way if that's if something that they, they don't have, like it's a, a wistful, like, you know, a, a lot of people have those, appreciate those stories for the relationship they wish they had with their dad. But for me, it's more because it reminds me of stories like that uh, mean a lot to me because I do have a good relationship with my dad. And it reminds Correct. me. Of that. Yeah. 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 So stories that in this is not a movie about reconciliation no, right. necessarily, but but movies that movies that have like a dad and a son at odds and then they make up, those get me every time. Mm-hmm. And I've like like my dad and I have a great relationship, but for me, I'm applying that to them. Like now you can have the yes, great relationship. Exactly. <laughs> like, now you have yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, That's and, exactly how I feel too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the the Patriot is my. It is on my July fourth. Like, got a watch seventeen seventy six. The Patriot, National Treasure. These are my. This is the trifecta of um movies that I need to watch in and around July fourth. Very to nice. feel American. Fair to yeah. feel American. Yes. Yeah. What I yes. love about it though is that the quintessential American is played by an Australian. Yes, <laughs> that is funny, isn't it? Who and whose eldest son is also Australian. Right. Um, right. 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 So hilarious. Very funny. Yeah. I remember once. Yeah, we went to a Fourth of July party together where that movie was playing on TV. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. Okay. Your last one. My last one. Um, this took a lot of back and forth uh, for me to narrow it down, but I'm going to go. With, this is more. This is just because of the achievement that it is as a film. I have seen Gone with the Wind five at least five times. Really? Yes. Wow, that is out of, that literally came out of nowhere. Wow. I have tell s- me more. I have seen Gone with the Wind five times uh, at least. I have I remember the first time I saw it I was in 5th grade and we watched part of it in American history class um to to learn about reconstruction. And like to learn like what a carpetbagger was and all that kind of stuff. Um, we only watched that with like the, a piece that was that the after after the war uh, pieces, um, and because it's really not historically accurate for, for for lots of it. And there's a lot of liberties taken, and the whole thing is really about like ah, oh, wasn't it great when there was slavery and the South was what it used to be when plantations? Ah, yeah. oh, aren't we whisper? Mm-hmm. Don't we don't we all miss the good old days? Um, which is just like, what? Are you serious? Um, but um, but it is a this huge sweeping epic of a movie. It is an, a, a huge film achievement. And um, it is something that it, it is very compelling as a movie. It is it is extremely compelling story. Notwithstanding the, the huge problems, the huge like not just problems like moral failings of it um and and the 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 wrong story that it's or the, the thing that it's trying to make you you know nostalgic for that no one should be nostalgic for um it is a very compelling piece of cinema um that is beautiful to look at and and wonderfully put together and much like toy story like we were saying before like it is the first of its kind um, in the sense that what comes after this are things like the Ten Commandments and Ben-Hur and, you know, Cleopatra, like all these giant epic movies with hundreds of extras on giant, you know, on location or giant sets with, with you know, 
huge sweeping scores and and sets and and uh it, it was in you know, the whole thing's in technicolor and it's like four hours long um it is a a a landmark achievement in uh in in movie making and and they knew it right from the start it this was the same year this is like two years after snow white same year that um it was the same oscars that uh the wizard of oz came out that's um, night is the 19 um 1940 40 oscars. oscars the movie came out in 29 yeah. and the same director victor fleming directed this movie who directed most of the wizard of oz correct um which Big is old nazi yes yeah. not a good guy not a good guy yeah. at all um but one of few people to have two landmark movies that he worked on in the same year yeah um, there's actually um the, I, I actually have a book just about the year 1939 in movies big year like because it like it basically like half of the famous older movies that you heard of is yeah from night they're from 1939 it's a it's huge crazy huge year for hollywood but, anyway gone with the wind um upfront about about the fact that it is you know there's a, for a lot of people i would say don't bother watching the movie it'll 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 upset you too much for good reason it is upsetting the a lot of the things that that they try to brush off as like, oh, that's just how it used to be, are very upsetting and are flat out wrong. Um, and depictions of certain characters are still done through a 1939 lens of stereotypes that are flat out wrong. Um, but mm -hmm. if you watch this movie today on, I think it's on HBO Max now, they will, Yes, they have, I would actually really strongly recommend, there is like an hour long or it's like an hour long panel discussion with um, a bunch of academics talking about uh, a couple of professors and, and film professors talking about the movie and its impact in the day and how that's mm. how while being wrong, it had a, a huge impact and why it's important. Um, they do a really good job of sort of talking, talking about like, yeah, there are issues we need to face head on, but it's still a very important movie. Um, and, and, you know, that's why it wasn't pulled from HBO max or anything. Right. They just, they put a, a little, disclaimer yeah, at the beginning it, was, it actually was pulled it was for, a little for bit, like a couple of weeks the, yeah and then they put the little disclaimer they put it back on with a disclaimer similar to what disney has done and and what what's done for like looney tunes and stuff where they're like you know there's a lot of stereotypes a lot of things in this movie that are that are wrong but it is culturally significant it is historically significant and so we're presenting it you know uncut but if you want to learn more after the movie you can watch this this uh, panel discussion with some people. So I recommend watching that because I thought it was actually very eye-opening and, and thought-provoking. And I learned a lot about it as somebody who enjoys the movie and who, who enjoys movie history. Um, I learned a lot from watching that. So I would recommend watching that maybe as a companion to the film. But That's cool. But I've seen that movie once every three or four years since the first time I saw it way back in fifth grade because it stuck in my wow. brain as just like such a good such a good move, such a good piece of filmmaking that every few years during the pandemic, I, that was one of my, that was a movie that I rewatched. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, truth, it's truth fantastic. The, my favorite, my favorite part of gone with the wind is the Carol Burnett skit that makes fun of gone with the wind where with she comes dress. down the stairs with the, the curtains and the rail, the curtain rod is still in her back. Yeah, like, yeah. I saw it in the window and I just couldn't resist. Yes, yes. Hilarious. It's so good. One of her best jokes bar none. Um, do you have any um, any honorable mentions that you just wanted to toss out there without like just like listing them and go, you should see this movie? I mean, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, uh, Mean Girls, yep, um, Girls Monty Python too. and the Holy Grail, mm -hmm. Prince of Egypt, yep. Uh, yep. 
Xanadu was on my, you know, uh, Tron nope. Legacy. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Those are, those are, those are some solid, those are some solid, not all solid. Avengers was on that solid. list too. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. First Avengers movie. Um, I'm going to end on, I'm going to end on uh, Beauty and the Beast. Sorry. Last one. Beauty and the Beast. Yep. Would be on mine as well. I'm going to end with a movie called About Time. Uh, I love which, that movie. Yeah, me too. It's the best. Richard Curtis. I love Richard Curtis. And um, I I think it's his best movie. This is it's probably not a, um, because it's about fathers and sons. That's right. And it's also about responsibility and family and love and growing up and just like a good buildings Roman or a coming of age story. And like those, all those things get me. It like, and plus it takes place in England and like all, it has Bill Nye in it. I was going to say Donald Gleason and yeah. Rachel McAdams and Margot Robbie and Tom Hollander. And it's just like, it's a really great fun movie about a kid on his 21st birthday gets called in to his dad's like study and is like so the men in our travel can the men in our family can travel in time and uh have fun with that and it's really just about him like learning how to live his life and appreciating life and i just love that kind i just love that movie it makes me feel good at the end of the movie like interminable like forever it makes me feel good it is such a feel good beautiful story heartwarming sincere it's a very sincere like uh, as much as it's about time travel it's not a sci-fi movie really it's it's really not no. it's it's what if sci-fi was real or what if time travel was real and it was just a thing you this person can yeah. do falls into that that wishy-washy fiction uh subgenre called magical realism where yeah. it's like there's something magical that happens but the rest of the world is pretty much as you would expect it to act be exactly and the movie only just asked you to take this one thing for granted take for granted just that time travel can exist no machines are needed or anything this kid can just time travel just that's it that's all you need yep. to everything else is is realistic mm -hmm. and you you loaned the blu-ray to to me several years ago i don't even know if you remember this but you loaned it to me and you said watch this and my wife and yep. i watched it i don't even know if we were married yet i think we, we might have been dating at the time but took it home watched it and we loved it. i mean both of us just loved it like thought it was so charming and lovely and heartwarming and ah fantastic and then a year or so a little under two years ago my wife and i were in london we were at our hotel flipping through the channels and that movie was on and we just sat and watched the rest of it like from the midpoint to the end because we that's just loved great. it so much and we that, were like oh this is on a, let's do that that's a that's the sign of a good movie where you can watch it halfway through and be like it's still mm -hmm. good love it all the way it's still good um yeah so some honorable mentions before we wrap up uh the Shining, mm. um, The Shining, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, mm. um, yes. The American President, Ooh. Um, The Shawshank Redemption, nice. um, Prince of Egypt, you said Mean Girls, Beauty and the Beast, um, a lot of those 90s Disney films, yeah. Sword in the Stone. Oh, um, yeah, good one, Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, Robin Hood. Yeah, a lot of the, I mean, so I was trying to avoid some stuff that I'd seen like just always as a kid because if they were always those then Same. i'd be there um yeah psycho um uh, uh who's afraid of virginia wolf um really you've fences. seen that more than five times i've seen it like 10 15 times huh. right now i think yeah it's so freaking good oh yeah if you want an uncomfortable film experience um and a movie that's also kind of weirdly about fathers and sons by all means like who's afraid of virginia mm. wolf mm. what a tour de force and i do not say that lightly mm. but 
Yeah, I'm sure there's more. But uh, sure. Frank, this was super fun. Where can the people find us? This was super fun. Yes, if you enjoyed this, you can find us at BeerWithGeeks.com. You can find uh, Tim's movie podcast, Academy Rewind. You can find that at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com and learn how to subscribe to it from there. Uh, you can find our other shows, all of our other shows of our network at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. You can support the network at Patreon.com slash ThoughtBubbleAudio. You can support this show and all of our shows by subscribing in whatever podcast app you choose, whether that's iHeartRadio or Overcast or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google or Stitcher or whatever, TuneIn.com. I don't care. You can find us everywhere. You can subscribe. You can rate and review us. That means so much to us when you do that. It helps the show get discovered. The algorithms pick it up more if you leave us a rating. So if you could do that, that would be really, really huge for us. Thank you for doing that. It doesn't cost a thing. Uh, and you can email us with uh, ideas or feedback at beerwithgeeks at gmail.com or, or do the same thing by tweeting at us at beerwithgeeks. Well said, Frank. Well said. Uh, a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, and until next time, cheers. cheers.